This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pistol. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. Hello! We're back. Welcome everyone to the Wide Open Sportscast. I'm Rick. I am Feds, and welcome back to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. It is great to be back. Yes, we've been a little bit busy. Yeah. Uh, Feds, uh, I understand you're about to enter into the playoffs. Yes, we are. Our girls lacrosse team will be entering the state playoffs. We'll be playing our first home state playoff game in about 10 years. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Thank you. We're very, very excited. Uh, So that's a big reason why we've been away from you all for so long. But I was driving over and I was getting really, really excited thinking about the fact that we're finally going to be back behind the mic today. Yes, sir. I'm I'm happy to be back, too. Uh, How's everything been going with you, Rick? Good, man. I've actually been going to a few sporting events. I watched the the pitiful Mets lose. Feels feels good. And then, uh, fun one. Well, it was kind of fun. I went to a WWE pay-per-view event at the Prudential Center. Yeah, I saw that. That looked awesome. How was that? Well, it wasn't a great pay-per-view, unfortunately. There were some definitely high moments, definitely some funny moments. But when, like, the biggest match ends with, I'm not even joking, two guys kicking each other in the nuts, for for me, that was supposed to be the biggest match, and it ended in such disappointment that (laughs) I was... Like, that gif, like, that's been made into a gif already, obviously, and that's just going to be, like, like inf- infamous from now on. Just two dudes kicking each other nuts. I'm just looking at, like, online arguments, and, like, someone posting that underneath is, like, this is what you guys are doing. Just kicking each other in the nuts. That's great. Uh, I actually have something to tell you. Oh, what's up? I went to my first ever on the border Cinco de Mayo first ever i never went in college what the hell, because man? every single year when it was happening like our senior year it was on a cinco was a sunday i had three yeah. finals that monday oh. i never made it to cinco I, I i probably had finals that monday too but i still went yeah i mean i, I wasn't that great of a student but, but it was, uh, it was definitely the experience let me tell you that yeah did you enjoy it yeah, I thought it was pretty fun at first. I was like, wow, I didn't know that you could have Izu in the parking lot of a place. Yeah, right? I mean, that, that place, I remember, was so wild back in college. But anyway. I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty fun. And uh, did you see Infinity War? No. I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Yeah. I, uh, have I still duck, haven't. I have you duck spoilers. Have I duck spoilers? Yeah, I think I have. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, the only thing I saw was, like, Thanos trying to punch Captain America or something, but I think that, I mean, that was obviously going to happen. Yeah. So that's not really a spoiler. So, yeah, I've definitely duck spoilers. Hopefully I'll be able to see it this weekend. I've been uh, unable to make it to the movie theater. Yeah, well, go see it. Phenomenal movie, but All right. brace yourself. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, Battle of the Ages, let's jump into the NBA playoffs. Alright, please Get don't you know. tell me you're about to Get say you know. Battle of the Ages. Cavs Raptors. Yeah, well that was that was shocking. First off the And I I I I can't help but say it. Kinda of predictable. In a way, I, I predicted that the that the Raptors would lose. I didn't think they would get shut out, and I didn't think the coach of the year would get fired. Yeah. So that was that was kind of shocking. Definitely I mean, a consider, power move. Considering the fact that Cleveland struggled against the Pacers, and the, and Toronto pretty well handled Washington. They lost too, but they pretty well handled Washington to get shut out and in some games destroyed by Cleveland. Yeah. That was shocking. I, I mean, also kind of shocking is 
I thought the 76ers were going to put up a bigger fight against Boston. Ben Simmons, where are you? Yeah. Report you to the court. Yeah, he, 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 he left. He left the basketball court, man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even there. And it showed because, I mean, the one game that they won, I don't even think he had a good game that game. No. And Boston just took it to them. Here's my thing for you, Rick. Yeah. They were talking about this, and I, and I think it's a great – Who's it's a, they? It's a big thing to bring up. I forget. <laughs> okay. I have some great sources. Don't cite me here. But you've heard all this talk about Sixers. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Suck for five years, and then you're going to be good. Trust the process. What about the Boston process? Boston handling the Sixers with a younger team. How about trusting that process? Well, they're doing it a little bit different ways. They did it more through trades than Philly did. Philly did it by mostly sucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston just picked up overall solid players over and over again. So I I don't doubt that once their their big stars come back, they're going to be a powerhouse. They're going to... When their when their big stars come back next year, where I'm starting to think, I, I think it's becoming pretty obvious. LeBron's probably going to stay in Cleveland uh, next year, in my opinion. Next year, when the two of them meet in the conference finals or semifinals, whenever they're going to meet in the playoffs again, Boston's going to win that. Yeah, I think so too, because look at everyone wrote them off. But I will possibly in the first round. Oh, oh totally! I and they're in the Eastern off. Conference Finals without Kyrie and Hayward. I mean, they, I mean, Milwaukee took it to them in the in round one. They Definitely. they couldn't finish the job. So like, hint, like I mean, Milwaukee came out of nowhere in my opinion. I didn't expect them to be that good. I mean, people knew the Greek Freak was going to be good, mm-hmm. but not that good. And he was pretty good during the playoffs. Uh but going back to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm still picking Cleveland. So why is that? Uh, just, just LeBron? Just LeBron, the LeBron factor. The LeBron factor is, is too good there. And even Kevin Love is, sh- is showing like some signs of like two years ago in the Which, playoffs. Which, honestly, I'm happy for him because there's so many people that wrote him off, especially yeah. when he wasn't with the team. Like That's such a feel-good story. Like I personally, LeBron is phenomenal, but I can't stand him. He's a great player. But that's you got to feel good for Kevin. But Mark it there. says something about someone that literally at times when he is literally the only productive player on the team, he can make them win. Yeah, how many times did he have like 40 something points and they won by like two? So many times. I mean, I don't even think Kobe oh, maybe Kobe was able to do that a little bit. I mean, people always talk about MJ, but MJ MJ always had his players around him. Seems like LeBron doesn't always have his players around him. Mm-hmm. So I I think in that argument, I mean LeBron is probably in my books right now. And the let's be honest. Let's be honest. And who on Boston is gonna d up LeBron for an entire series? I mean, not many people can. Period. Yeah, but maybe over in the Western Conference they can. How many games do you think that goes? Oh, the Rockets and Cleveland, uh, oh. Boston. I'll say six. All right. I'll, I'll give it six. Four two Cleveland. Okay. I'm going to go 4-1 Cleveland. Okay. Just because LeBron is so hot right now. Yeah, that's true. It, w- it would be monumental if they do not get LeBron's through. LeBron's so hot right What now. do you think Boston has to do to actually get through? Pray LeBron sucks? <laughs> yeah, pray the worst for LeBron? I, d- I don't know. I mean, LeBron is just so dominant in the playoffs. I mean, LeBron doesn't – I mean, Cleveland doesn't care. And it's obvious for the past two years. They don't care that they're not the first seed. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it to the conference finals. Yeah, they're the four. Or, or at le- yeah, at least the conference finals and probably to the NBA finals. So, I have no idea. I have no comment there. Yeah. I just – no comment there. But let's jump over to the West Coast. And honestly, the conference finals there – is probably going to be better than the NBA Finals. Hmm. Why do you think that? I, I just think these two teams are so evenly matched. They're, they're very offensive. And at times, Houston can play defense. Not as much as Golden State. So maybe Houston... once every two plays. Yes, exactly. So I think this is go. this one is going the distance. 
I can easily see that. I can see a seven in Golden State. Or no, and it's in Houston because Houston's the one seed. Yeah, Houston's the one seed, yeah. Wow, it just shows the state of the NBA. But but that's what I loved about the NBA this year is is it wasn't a regular season and all-out playoff dominance by Cleveland and Golden State. Yeah, Cleveland but, got tested and was, you know fell out of the four seed and was t- tested by the Pacers. It wasn't just okay. The playoffs are going to happen. Let's get to the finals. Exactly. Like there's finally. I don't think Boston's going to be able to do it. If Boston was full strength, I think maybe. But this is going to be a slugfest, and I'm I'm very very excited. I know that some analysts are saying don't hype yourself up. Golden State's going to win in five or six because they have the defense that can stop Houston and. All you have to do is stop CP3 and James Harden. But, dude, when they're on the court together, they only have, like, five losses together on the court. Yeah. And Chris Paul showed up in the playoffs. For the first time ever. For the first time ever, it seems like. I love Chris Paul, but, like, he carried them through that game. It was... I just I, I I really hope Houston wins. I want to say Houston in seven for that. Well, one. I I know I know you're you're still a Chris Paul fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean your 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 allegiance is back with the Nets, mm-hmm. but I know you're still a Chris Paul yeah, fan. Yeah, still my favorite player, hands down. Yeah. Phenomenal. So. Uh, I I still say Golden State in seven. You think the experience or just the overall depth? I think the overall depth does it for Golden State. I think that that's what's really going to be the killer. I mean, if Houston could just fire willingly, it's going to be a completely different story. But I'm predicting Golden State is going to be in their face more more than they're not. So, and I do think Golden State is deeper. Yeah. Which gives them an advantage. But I just I don't know why I can't help but feel good about this Rockets team. I mean, yeah, this Rockets team is stupid good. Yeah. But I don't think they're as deep as what they could be. No, not at all. Because once you get through CP3 and Harden, who's next? Yeah, exactly. Not much. I I would really like to see Houston, though. I would love to see it. Houston? Yeah. No. I would love to see Houston. Well, let us know what you think and what you're predicting for the NBA Finals at WideOpen underscore sports on Twitter. And don't forget, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well at Wide Open Sportscast. Make sure you subscribe and give us some shares. We like to think we have a pretty great show going here. So, share the love. (laughs) Share the love. Everybody love everybody. Uh, One playoffs series. To another. The Stanley Cup playoffs. Dude. The Great Cup. And we're getting closer and closer. And this has been shaping up to be a classic. Dude, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for us, at least the Devils got a game out of Tampa. I mean, the the Devils, it was a shock anyway that the Devils were even in this. Yeah. I mean, even to get one game, I was happy with. And, of course, thankfully, it was the game we were at. Yeah, yeah, we went to that I game. think I just remember watching that game, and I forget who on the Devils, like one of the defensemen was going back for the puck. And Tyler Johnson came around and was probably a good 10 feet behind the one Devils player. It may have been Votnin or somebody. And literally outskated him pace for pace to the puck, like caught up to him, went by him, and got the puck. And oh, it they're was, so fast. It was just at that moment I was like, they are so much better than us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is true, and it's not shocking that they beat us. Uh, I I am kind of shocked that the Tampa Bay Lightning went 4-1 against Boston, though. Especially the way that started with Boston destroying them in game one. Yeah, that I mean, they, they absolutely tore it to them, and then... They took a good licking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Marshawn? <laughs> nice. But, uh, I mean, taking it 4-1, the Winnipeg Jets for the first time in franchise history, mm-hmm. making it to the Western dude, Conference Finals. that team final. looks unreal. The Vegas Golden Knights, first time making it to this, the Western Conference Final. In franchise history. In franchise history. If you haven't for heard, bo- for both they're a brand them, new franchise. Which is, I, I'm predicting they're going to be like the, what was it, the 1960, or no, it was like 1967 St. Louis Blues. They were the first year that they were in. They made it to the Stanley Cup, but lost in the Stanley Cup. I think Vegas is passing the Winnipeg Jets and going into the Stanley Cup. Really now? Yes. 
because it's just a bag of misfit toys that found meshing together. That found a home and are doing really freaking good at their jobs. They have Flower and Net, who in the playoffs is pretty good. He looks like he's back to his old, yeah, he, early, you know, 2007, 2008 Stanley Cup run. I mean, he he just Flower. He, he's got his he he's got his wheels underneath him, and well, not wheels. His, how should I say that? He is able to block the puck very well. well I, wanted to, I wanted to give an analogy there, but I'm dumb. No, uh, you're not. <laughs> but I will say the Winnipeg Jets do look dirty. I and I am so upset with Nashville. Uh, so upset. I'm I'm not. I I just they didn't have it like they used to, I, or like they did last year. What do you think of Pekka, dude? Like. I mean, he he's he was wasted in his prime. That's what I think of Pekka. He was wasted in his prime. I mean, do you think that this is going to tarnish his legacy? He's one of the originals in Nashville, but even no. this year, and even look at last year, he had his when they made it to the he's, finals. He he's struggled. Only, he's only one man, yeah. dude. Like there, there's a whole team around him, yeah, that was was not able to produce. I mean, besides he, for PK, PK went off in that series. I mean, he even got a shutout in the series, so it's yeah. not like entirely fair enough, his, fair, his fault. Fair enough. This because you, you see the the media is literally just targeting Pekka for giving up two real softies last night in Game Seven. Yeah, he he did give those up, and that was that was kind of upsetting in a way. But I mean, I mean we, have, than, we have Corey Schneider on the Devils that does that every game. Yeah, I'm like up oh, there, it's like you can watch the Devils and be like, there it is. Yep, there's there's his one softy. Yep, but uh, but dude, yeah, that Jets team looks very good. And then, also, finally, since what, like the 1980s, the Capitals made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. The city of Washington must be rejoicing. They're like they're finally they finally destroyed the beast of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Ovi finally beats Crosby. He beat him in a playoff series before, yeah. but not to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is brand new territory for Ovechkin and the Capitals, especially for the Capitals that have been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've been struggling for years and couldn't find shit. Did you listen to that radio call when they finally did it? No, I didn't. Let's uh let's give it a quick listen real quick because it's it's really something special. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just so great that to was. finally see them get through Pittsburgh, especially with us being Devils fans. Crosby's the biggest bitch on earth. See, I don't hate I don't hate Crosby I like hate other him. people do. So, I hate him. I hate so him. I'm not. I hate not, him. I hate him. I hate him. I, I mean, I hate him because he's great. I hate him. That's why I hate him. I hate him. Um, what do you think is going to be the better series here, uh, Washington and Tampa or Winnipeg and Viva Las Vegas? That's gonna, that's a hard question because it's there. Both teams seem so evenly matched at this point, and that like that's such a stupid thing to say because obviously they're supposed to be, but it's been a while since it seems like it was this evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I really this both these series can go either ways. Both of them could go the distance too. I think both have a very good chance of going the distance. I, I so to answer your first question, I think the Vegas. Uh, Winnipeg Jets series is going to be better um, and part of me thinks that one of those two teams is going to win it well no actually no I don't think that I think I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win it I don't think the Capitals are going to get past the Tampa Bay Lightning I think it's going to be Lightning versus the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals that would be great to watch and the Lightning are going to win it and give and give uh Steve Eisenman. His cup. His cup. I There's I another one. I, I I could I can see that I'm gonna go Tampa or Vegas. I just think that Western Conference Finals can be something very special to watch because you have two franchises. Obviously, like you have Tampa and Washington. Washington is back for the first time in a while. Tampa's been there, but between Winnipeg getting there for the first time in franchise history and Vegas just period. The fact that we're even talking about an expansion team one round eight wins away from a Stanley Cup championship is unprecedented. 
So, that was some of our hockey discussion. Again, we are really, really excited for that. Um, there's nothing like playoff hockey. You know, I think the NBA um, conference finals are going to be great, but I think that this hockey conference final is going to be something very special. I'm very excited. <laughs> As should all of you. So, again, you can hit us up with some of your hockey talk at wideopen underscore sports on the Twitter feed. And you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Wide Open Sportscast. Let's get into baseball. The rivalry. The Red Sox and the evil empire, scum of the earth, New York Yankees. Top of the AL East and top of baseball. What are you thinking about that one, Rick? Well... Because I hate to say it as a Red Sox fan, the Yankees look good. Yeah, they they got rid of that uh, that strikeout bug that definitely hit John Carlos Stanton at the end of the season. Yeah. But this is good for baseball. Overall, for the sport, this is good for baseball. That rivalry needs to stay there because it's such a historic rivalry and so many people talked about the fact that it had faded away because you had for the past decade about either the red sox were in first and the yankees weren't in last but weren't in the mix of things or the yankees were high up in the division and the red sox were drinking beer and eating chicken wings in the clubhouse in last place yep but i mean now, apparently now they're playing Fortnite. we'll get into that later but uh, yeah, they. Uh, this is good for baseball. This rivalry needs to stay. Um, I better see some uh, bench clearing stuff though to make it official. We had one last series. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't have any real action this time. Yeah, well, I want to see more of that to make it actually a true rivalry again. MLB slugfest. Yeah, so I think that'll be good. I mean, but I don't think both teams are going to stay up there. Uh, going into my division, the National League, Atlanta. Let's go, Mets. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're going down. Dude, I, 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 I felt really happy for you guys. You guys all off to such a good start. Yeah, we went like 11-1, and one, and I think we we went like 6-16. and 16. what is up with the Braves? Dude, they're, they have such a young team that is hitting and they're pitching. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, this... I was expecting Washington to be up at the top of the uh, at the top of the National League East, but honestly, the Atlanta Braves are doing this good. I'm not that upset because they've been down for a few years. Yeah, uh, I just want my Mets to actually turn it around and actually not bat out of order. I like it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. How, like, <laughs> as a professional team, like, I get it, it's happened in the past. Like, I think the Giants did, like, five, six years ago. But as a professional team, if you watch the video, you see Zerubal Cabrera running out, or running out there, going out there, swinging his bat. A different player's music is playing. He hits a fucking double. And they have to call it an out because he wasn't supposed to be one batting there. Like, how ridiculous, how stupid can you be? Like, this this is professional baseball. This isn't Little League. This isn't Beer League. You're, you're playing like it's a fucking Beer League right now, Mets. Come on. I'm sorry, on. it's just so funny. I... T- Dude, between what is up with the NL East between that and the Phillies sending the pitcher out at the beginning of the year without a warm up? Yeah, <laughs> this is a fucking circus. That's what the NL East is right now. But the Phillies are only a half game back of the Braves, and everyone wanted the um. What's the Phillies manager, Gabe Kapler? Yeah, they wanted him out after three games in Philly. Yeah, for making that mistake. It's obvious that the high that was the Eagles Super Bowl has finally ended in Philly because now, you know, the Flyers, other than, you know, one or two games, were slaughtered by Pittsburgh. The Sixers underwhelmed against the Celtics. After the Eagles and Nova, the confetti finally stopped falling. But even in that moment when you people were still talking about the Eagles Super Bowl championship, still cry about it every week. Uh, Villanova won the basketball championship, and you had the Flyers and the Sixers were very hot at that moment. People are like, you yeah, know, 
Things are back to normal. Fired the Phillies manager. He's done. It's been three games. Yeah, he's done. Get rid of him. Yeah, but now he's tied. Or no, not tied. They're half a game back in the NL East. Yeah. Yeah, because the Mets were up there, but now they're at least they're not as bad as Miami yet. Yeah, you you could be. We're the not Mets. we're not crashing like Miami just yet. <laughs> And we're not as bad as Cincinnati, even though we fucking have lost to Cincinnati. I saw something really funny uh, on Deadspin. They're talking about how everyone's having more fun than the Dodgers, even the Reds. I yeah. think the, the Reds were just playing in L.A. Well, the, and one of the guys got the out and then turned around to go throw the ball to the Dodgers crowd after the out and then turned back around and ran it back in. So they were even like, fuck you, Dodgers. Oh, is that Joey Votto? Joey Votto does that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Joey. He was like, hey, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. Oh, he loves doing that shit. Yes. Huh? With 11 wins, it's pretty hard. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to find some sort of bright spot there. But you it's could, a tragedy there. You could be the Marlins whose season was over with the first pitch. Well, I mean, they're, Cincinnati's doing worse yeah. than the Marlins right now. Like The, Mar- Marlins the White have, Sox are 9-26. and 26. Yeah. That, too. So Miami, even though like like Derek Jeter keeps admitting that he's not tanking, even though it's so fucking obvious you're tanking. Trust the process. With your PO box in like the Dominican Republic, with nobody there, with nobody there, you're obviously tanking. But they're not as bad as other teams. Yeah. The, the, so they're the... tanking to save money, but they're not saving money because their minor league team is filling more seats than they are at their home stadium. With Currently, that ugly statue. Currently, the Orioles, the White Sox, the Reds have a worse record. Baltimore. Than the Marlins. Yeah, I said Baltimore. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The O's. The O so bad. Oh. Ew. But, oh, ma. I mean, it's still, it's still only May. Well, we get yeah, to see who's going to That's what I'm telling my friends, too, because a lot of my friends are going and saying, well, you know, the, the Yankees beat the Red Sox two out of three last night. Um, a bunch of people I work with and I'm um, getting texts saying, hey, you know, we're tied with you. And I'm like, hey, it's May. Yeah, we could both suck later than one. <laughs> Maybe I should just go make some things out of clay, go eat some hay. I might just go sit by the bay. I just may. What do you say? Hmm. Okay there, feds. So please I tell think that's, me. That's please enough. tell me you've seen that from Happy Gilmore. Yes, I have. Thank you. I'm sorry I had to throw that in there. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough baseball. Let's get you. Let's uh. Let's have you do your uh, your Premier League minute. No, it's over. It's <laughs> over on Sunday. What am I going to wake up for on the mornings now? I can sleep till nine o'clock. You uh, can wake up for your marathon training. Yeah. Very very true. Um, but yes, unfortunately, the Premier League is coming to an end. This Sunday will be the last weekend of the season with not really a lot to play for. Uh, Manchester City had won the title a few weeks ago. Um, they are only playing for tomorrow, I believe. They are playing Premier League scores on my nifty little laptop. We are uh, very prepared. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, Manchester City on Championship Sunday with the championship already decided will play Southampton. Manchester City is playing to become the first Centurion team. The first team in Premier League history to acquire 100 points in a season. They sit at 97, which would probably make them arguably with the Arsenal Invincibles, one of the, if not greatest team to ever play in the Premier League. Manchester United underwhelmingly tied West Ham yesterday, which locked up second for them. Tottenham, man, almost bottled it again. Really, really gave me some stress because they were going to blow it. They had a 10-point lead on Chelsea to lock up Champions League football for next year. And got it down to two points <laughs> because they had a couple bad results and uh, Chelsea got hot. But with Tottenham's one nothing win over Newcastle and Chelsea's 1-1 draw with Huddersfield, the Spurs are back in the Champions League next year. They survived the Wembley curse, and I love it. 
because Tottenham is notorious for not playing that well in Wembley. And if you don't follow the sport as well, they played in Wembley this year while their new stadium was being built in North London. Looks beautiful, by the way. Um, yeah, when are you going to go visit that? Um, hopefully, the Eagles play in Wembley October 28th on a Sunday against the Jags in London. So, if Tottenham plays on the 27th at home, going to England. But I believe that it's a great success for Tottenham, even though, again, they didn't win any trophies. They secured Champions League football. A win against Leicester on Sunday will secure third place, and they'll have Champions League football and survive the Wembley curse after they beat Dortmund, beat Real Madrid, and had a couple more great accomplishments on the way in Wembley. Um, your Reds, Liverpool, mm-hmm. need a win. Even though they are in the Champions League final this year, we'll talk about that uh, during our final drive, they have only won one of their last six, which has opened the door for Chelsea. So even though Tottenham is now guaranteed, the top four go to Champions League. Liverpool sits in fourth, uh, two points ahead of Chelsea. But because of goal differential, all Chelsea needs is a Liverpool loss and a win by them to get in. Liverpool plays Brighton. Chelsea will have Newcastle. But let's get into one of my real talking points here. Um, Other than Arsenal's a tad shit, 14 points behind Tottenham. We had St. Gunnar's Day again this year. Arsene Wenger is on his way out. Arsenal has not picked up any points away from the Emirates, their home, in 2018. So they suck. Um... I was having an interesting conversation with some colleagues. For those of you that don't really follow the sport, some of our listeners, in soccer, not in America because we do it weird, um, everywhere else in the world has the relegation process where the bottom three teams in the top division, so in this case the Premier League, get relegated and sent to what is called the championship or in some other leagues in other countries it's called the second division. It would be the equivalence of taking the three worst teams in the NBA every year and moving them down to the D-League. And then the top three teams in the D-League come to the NBA. Or if baseball didn't have minor league affiliations, it would be like the worst three teams in baseball go to AAA and the best three AAA teams come up to the major leagues. Right. And with soccer having... The top six teams of Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Liverpool having such a financial stranglehold and advantage over all these other smaller teams. The other smaller teams really don't get a chance at silverware and titles. When Leicester City won the title at 5,000 to 1 odds, that was unheard of. In my opinion, the greatest sports story that was never really talked about here. Yeah. Because it would Leicester City winning the title would be the equivalent of in, of a 16 seed in March Madness winning the national championship. Like that's honestly the equivalence. And this weekend when Chelsea tied Huddersfield Town, who is a newly promoted team coached by American David Wagner, who I want to be the next American soccer coach for the US national team. Their tie secured their safety, which meant that they will not be relegated and sent to the second division. They are going to stay safe in the Premier League. And they celebrated like there was no tomorrow. They stormed the field at Stamford Bridge. The fans were going nuts. They canceled their flight home so they can take the bus home and party. And David Wagner said to his players, look, you have 48 hours. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just don't die. And don't get arrested. Probably don't do drugs. No, he said, you want to go out, you want to party, you want to go drink whatever you want, do whatever you want, I don't care, just don't die and don't get arrested. Don't do anything that's going to put one of you in the newspaper. And then we'll come in on Saturday, prepare, and then against Arsenal, we're just going to have fun. It doesn't matter because they're safe. And when I was talking about that with some of my colleagues, they go, so they suck. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to finish in 16th. So why the hell are they celebrating? So my question for you, Rick, what do you make of, in those situations, you have the team such as Huddersfield Town, 
so many other teams that were close. Southampton looks like they're barely going to hold on. West Brom has been relegated. Stoke has been relegated. Swansea is pretty much relegated. They're three points behind Southampton and miles behind. Literally, Southampton would have to lose by about 15, and Swansea would have to win for Swansea to be safe. What do you think of the concept of teams finishing in 16th, 17th place? Celebrating like they won a championship. I mean, I, 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 the closest thing I can think of is when uh, the University of Central Florida went undefeated mm-hmm. this this past year, That's but didn't get a national didn't get a national comparison. championship. But they celebrated like they were national champions. They have a banner, so and all his they, other they didn't. But like they didn't play as good as a competition as like the big big name schools did right but they celebrated for what they had and what they were now going back to this team uh i think it is perfectly fine especially with the financial status that's such a huge thing oh and you get millions millions for staying up in the premier leagues you get the tv rights you get the prize money you get so much money for staying you get get that but not 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 only that, but the financial status of your team in the Premier League as yeah. well. If just for merchandise, anything, that's going to be huge. Because most times when you go down to the second division in England, especially the Championship, sometimes there's no coming back. Exactly, it's very hard to get back and when fu- you get sent down. And the like, like you said before, like the Manchester United, the Manchester Cities, the Liverpools. These teams that have all this money and have the ability to play these players ridiculous amounts of cash. But this team does not. And they're still able to stay in the top league in Europe. Like, that is something to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. So, you could you can call them losers, but at the same time, they're also winners. So, I don't see it being a bad thing. And you have, like, these fans who dream of playing in the Premier League. Like, their sole dream is to be simply just playing Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool twice a year. Yeah. Because that's where you want to be. The spotlight's on you. Yeah. So, it's not them celebrating that they're sucking. It's just celebrating that they're somewhat... They have relevance. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a glimmer of relevance... And no one can take that away from them. Yeah. So, honestly, good for them for celebrating. Because it's so hard there. I mean, if comparing it to, like, the Cleveland Browns celebrating their 0-16 season, like, th- this is much more of an earned right to celebrate. Celebra- like Especially because for Huddersfield to stay safe, their last three games were Manchester City, who had already won the championship. They tied them and got a point. And then on the road in Manchester City. And then had to go to Chelsea, who Chelsea needed a win to really stay alive in the um, top four Champions League picture. And tied them 1-1. Nice. So they, and it's, if they had lost that, they would, would have needed to get points off of Arsenal. Yeah, so I mean, it, it wasn't like it wasn't well-deserved. So good for them for De- Definitely well-deserved for Huddersfield Town. David Wagner, 2020. Get that man in america and get him a coaching job one can hope uh so again you can find us at wide open underscore sports and you can hear me crying over the fact that the premier league is over and will not be back until mid-august and i will be praying that we will be seeing the schedule come out and that tottenham will be playing at home on october 27th so i can go to their brand new stadium with a brewery inside and the longest bar out of any stadium in the world that has a filtration system of 10,000 pints a minute. If they're home on that 27th and then the Eagles play in Wembley on that 28th, there's no credit card limits that are going to stop me from going over to England. And uh, make sure you check us out. At the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed and SoundCloud and iTunes. I don't know why I've been using the funny voice like that all day today, but I like it a lot. 
Well, I'm gonna use a funny voice here. All right. Um, there's a big thing we haven't gotten to that happened. Yeah, while we were on our little multi hiatus, we've been going on too many hiatuses. Yeah, the... but thankfully with the lacrosse ending, I, 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 we're finally gonna be able to get back into the groove of things again. All right. So I decided for the NFL draft, I was gonna write a little, you know, play up, a little, have a little fun with it. So I wrote myself this little script, and I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself an official radio voice. All right, Mel Kuyper. So let's get to it. Can I be the David Akers who gets to taunt all the Cowboys fans about the fact that when all the Cow- when all the players were being drafted, uh, and he goes, hey, Dallas, I'm here with the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. The last time you won a Super Bowl, none of these draft picks were born. <laughs> you can have fun with that. So... Um, let's go through it. With the first well, pick... No, hold on, hold on. I, I got some before. I got, got a little too excited. You got a little too excited there. Let me do a little build-up I was first. trying to get into my Roger Goodell. All right. <laughs> I well, am a clown. All right, ready? Yep. Ah, uh, yes. The NFL Draft. That time of year where all the couch experts drinking their Coors Light and eating their hot wings yell at their TVs, calling their owners dumbasses for not... Forever letting that player wear that jersey. It is also the time of year where good old Roger G gets his yearly dose of vitamin B by getting booed into oblivion. This year, he received it from the Cowboys faithful. Ha! He probably ate it up like a fat kid at a Texas barbecue. But enough of that, let's just jump into it. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns selected Baker Mayfield, quarterback from the Oklahoma University. Ha! The Browns didn't even give us a chance to catch our breath after booing Captain I-don't-know-how-to-handle-domestic-violence-cases to laugh at them. You guys had the opportunity to draft any QB, and you choose the one that's the most like your last QB disaster in Johnny Manziel. Mayfield should be better than Johnny Football, but the Browns need to have that QB on their team with an arrest record, a cocky attitude, and will make obscene gestures on the sideline. But maybe he is a Johnny Football that cares about football. Prove me wrong, Baker. I honestly want you to. Next! With the second pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Giants selected Saquon Barkley, running back from Penn State. This is both a good pick and a bad pick for me. Good because Barkley is a once-in-a-lifetime talent that creates a lot of options for any offense. Run, catch, launch D-backs, jock straps into the upper deck of any football stadium. It's hard to pass on a talent like this, but it's also a bad pick for me. As well as this, I cannot see Manning face on the football field for much longer. He hasn't looked good for this for <laughs> sorry. He hasn't looked good for many years, and he is old. Missing on all those QB talents could hurt the Giants in the end. But we'll see. Also, Saquon, please don't drink the OBJ juice and become a cocky son of a bitch. Thank you. <laughs> Next, on the other side of New York, in the third pick with the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Football Jets selected Sam Darnold, a quarterback from the University of Southern California. The home of the butt fumble, jumps at Cleveland's hiccup, and drafts Darnold. This pick potentially has the highest upside of the draft, but Jets fans better be going to church and praying to the gods that Darnell doesn't flop like most USC quarterbacks coming into the NFL. The Jets have gave up a bundle to move up with this pick from the Colts as well, with Darnell also becoming a eternal machine in the last year of his college career. You will need some time to marinate under journeyman Josh McCown and newly found leg of Teddy Bridgewater. Next. With the fourth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns, emphasis on the L, selected Denzel Ward, a cornerback from the Ohio State Sucky University. The Browns draft based off need and don't draft a potential game-changing Mika Fitzpatrick, safety from Alabama. The, the Browns probably couldn't find any takers to draft down with because every team is probably thinking the same thing. It's the Browns. They will pick the wrong guy anyway. But saying that, the Browns did get a good player. The Browns do now have the chance to win maybe three games this year. Browns, please don't let Baker and Denzel Ward die in the pit of sadness. Next, with the fifth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos selected Bradley Chubb, a defensive end from NC State. 
Now after looking over the millions of shit posting online about the last name Chubb, you will see the Denver Broncos potentially have one of the greatest pass rushing defenses between Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Now if the Broncos could just fix their offense, they will surely become a contender in the future. Did I mention his last name was Chubb yet? Ha! Next! Uh, with the sixth pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts selected Quentin Nelson, a offensive guard from Notre Dame. Oh my god. You did it, Colts. You finally decided a good O-lineman to protect Andrew Luck before he loses the ability to use all of the limbs and chew solid food. This forward thinking from the Colts is new to me, and I'll have to get some time to adjust. Next! With the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills Mafia has selected Josh Allen, a quarterback from Wyoming. The man has a cannon for an arm, but has some major accuracy issues. Why him before Rosen? But Cleveland picked Baker in the first round first overall, so anything is possible. If he fixes his accuracy problems, this guy will probably be a stud and leave the Bills to four straight Super Bowl losses. I hope the Bills Mafia doesn't come after me for making that statement. Good luck, Josh Allen. Next. With the eighth pick in the NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears selected Raquan Smith, a off a outside linebacker, not a <laughs> offensive linebacker, from Georgia. This pick I like. The Bears D is getting better, and this pick helps as well. They have shaved off dead weight and added some good youth. Congrats, Bears. Just don't shit the bed on this one. Next. With the ninth pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers selected Mike McGlinchey, an offensive tackle from Notre Dame. The 49ers are all in on protecting their Tom Brady Jr. and draft a tackle. When you give an unproven guy that hasn't even played a full season all that money, you better add some protection to protect your asset. Jimmy G's mini season was great, and with guys that have the skills and work ethic like this guy, I believe Jimmy will do great. Next! With the 10th pick in the NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals let nine mistakes go ahead of him and selected Josh Rosen, a quarterback from UCLA. QB issues have been a problem for the Cardinals ever since Kurt Warner left. They have had a glimmer of light with Palmer, but that didn't last. Josh Rosen is a great pick for the Cardinals, considering he should have been drafted way earlier in the draft. He will also be starting after week six once, at, <laughs> once Sam Bradford gets injured. Also, so what if he sent out some stupid memes on Twitter? Wait, what was that? It was more than just memes? Oh well, next! With the 11th pick in the NFL Draft, the Miami Fish selected Minka Fitzpatrick, a safety from Alabama. Since the Dolphins are in the middle of a culture change right now, picking up a super talented Mika Fitzpatrick is a great pick. The Dolphins are trying to become relevant ever since their laces out days. Good luck! Next! With the 12th pick, the Tampa Bay Bucks selected Vita Vea, a defensive tackle from Washington. The Bucks desperately needed a defensive line, so they went after Maui from the Disney movie MOA. Well, not exactly, but the dude looks more like him than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Did you know that Troy Palomalo was a voice in that movie? Also, did you know that NFL players have their own IMDB pages because they play professional sports on TV? I found this out trying to learn after making this stupid joke. Anyway, good choice, Bucks. Next! With the 13th pick, the Washington Redskins selected Deron Payne, a defensive tackle from Bama. This man gets to play with Hunter and Central Regional High School alum Matt Ioannidis. Not a real fan of the organization after they ruined what could have been RG3's potentially amazing career, but I like Matt Ioannidis, my, my alum brother as well. I wish you both the best of luck next year. Next! With the 14th pick, the NOLA Saints selected Marcus Davenport, a defensive end from the University of Texas, San Antonio. So, New Orleans traded up and gave up a first, fifth, and first round of next year's draft for a defensive end that's a project? This isn't as bad of a trade as the Ricky Williams trade in 1999, where Mike Dicka traded away everything and only drafted one player in the fifth round. I just hope Davenport pans out better in the Big Easy than Ricky did. You would also think the Saints would trade up to pick Drew Brees' potential replacement. Oh well, you better be good, kid. Next! 15th, the Oakland Raiders 
selected Colton Miller, a offensive tackle from the University of California at Los Angeles. Colton Miller gets to join a team with a sub-bar QB, old wide receivers, a not-so-beastly beast mode, and Mr. Monday Night Coach John Gruden. I really don't have any faith in the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, so good luck. Next. With the 16th pick, the Buffalo Bills selected Tremaine Edmonds, an outside linebacker from VaTech. This dude is a physical freak, and the Bills really wanted him, so they traded up with the Ravens. He's only 19, so he'll need a few years to marinate, but this is a great pick. Next. With the 17th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers selected Derwin James, a safety from Florida State. One of the best defensive players in this draft, so this is a no-brainer pick for the Chargers. Unfortunately for Derwin, he is drafted by a team that can't fill a fucking MLS stadium. LA doesn't want you, Chargers. Next. With the 18th pick in the NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers selected Jair Alexander, a corner from Louisville. Green Bay traded up for you, so I guess you're good. I'll admit, I really don't know much about this guy. Defense wins champions, though. And obviously, Green Bay doesn't have that. So good luck, sir. Next. With the 19th pick, the Dallas How About Damn Cowboys selected Leighton Vander Esk, an inside linebacker from the once famous Boise State. Congrats on getting rid of Des Bryant. Congrats on getting a linebacker with great potential to do great things with this Dallas defense. But maybe Jason Wooden should have told you that he was retiring a couple days earlier, so you could have adjusted some picks there. So for Dak, he needs some receivers. Hopefully Alan Hurts can still catch. Next! With the 20th pick, the Detroit Lions selected Frank Ragnow, a center from Arkansas. I respect the Lions in this draft. They took a lot of O-linemen, including Frank. Lions should be better this year. Wait, what is this? Matt Patricia was inducted in 96 on a sexual assault case? Baloney, that won't hurt them and layer down the line. Next! With the 21st pick, the Cincinnati Prison Bengals selected Billy Price, a center from The Ohio State. Hey, look at you. You're actually trying to build an offensive line. Good job. Marvin Lewis is still your coach. Bad job. But whatever, I'm a Steelers fan. If you want to keep a coach that's 0-7 in the postseason, sweet deal. Next. With the 22nd pick, the Tennessee New Look Titans selected Rashawn Evans, a inside linebacker from Bama. Honestly, good pick. Should fit in very well with the Titans. Congrats on being drafted by one yard short. Next. With the 23rd pick, in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Super Bowl loser New England Patriots selected Isaiah Wynn, a offensive tackle from Georgia. Patriots fans, meet your new Nate Solder. It costs you Brandon Cooks, but that doesn't matter. Him and Brady suck together, so you guys win one on this one. Next! With the 24th pick, the Carolina Panthers selected DJ Moore, a wide receiver from Maryland. Carolina needed receivers and didn't want to rely on just Christian McCaffrey to catch the ball. Torrey Smith is there, but I question his abilities. DJ Moore has some route issues, but if he can fix that, he can catch anything. He will do well. Next, with the 25th pick, the Baltimore Ravens selected Hayden Hurst, a tight end from South Carolina. Hey, look at this Pittsburgh Pirate prospect that couldn't even make it in the major leagues. He, he can also play tight end as well. How about that? We need to replace that Pitta guy. Let's take him. We don't care that he's 25. We also don't care that he might be injury prone and had Tommy John surgery at the age of 13. Shut up. Next. With the 26th pick in the NFL draft, the AT Massivelle blew a 28-3 lead Falcons selected Calvin Ridley, a wide receiver from Alabama. Calvin Ridley, welcome to the factory of disappointment. You will soon jump on the field that the same Falcons choke on. Master Matty Ice will soon lead you to. At least you get to play with that athletic freak Julio Jones. Oh wait, he didn't show up for workouts and deleted every Falcons photo off his Instagram? Well, have fun. Next! With the 27th pick, the former Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks selected Rashad Penny, a running back from San Diego State. What? A fucking running back? 
Your defense has been gutted and torn to pieces. Your offensive line can't save Russell Wilson. The man can only scramble for so many times in a game. What reality is this organization in? Next. With the 28th pick, the Steel Curtain Pittsburgh Steelers selected Terrell Edmonds, a safety from Vata. Another safety to come in and woo us with his versatility. Steelers fans, if we're lucky, instead of him sucking at one position, he can suck at three. Pretty sure this guy wasn't even supposed to be drafted till like the third round anyway. At least Ryan Shazier was there and he was walking. Also, the Steelers are still paying his contract through next year, 8.1 some million. At least that makes me happy. Next! With the 29th pick, the Saxonville Jaguars selected Taven Bryan, a defensive tackle from Florida. The Jags D is stacked. Again, I know this because I'm a bitter Steelers fan. This does not comfort me. But this guy will take a couple years to marinate and will do great things probably. Next. With the 30th pick, the Minnesota Vikings selected Mike Hughes, a corner from UCF, the national champion. Yeah. Since Kirk Cousins will probably be turning the ball over a lot, you should be expecting a lot of playing time this year, Mike Hudgens. Next! With the 31st pick, the New England Cheating Patriots selected Sonny Michelle, a running back from Georgia. Huh, this is weird. The Pats drafting a running back in the first round? They trying to shy away from this running by committee thing? Probably not. He'll get lost in the shuffle at some point. Next! And with the 32nd pick in the NFL draft after a trade away from the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Ravens selected Lamar Jackson, a quarterback from Louisville. The Ravens trade up to the Eagles spot and nab their QB of the future. I can hear Joe Flacco crying right now. Ravens literally had nothing to lose here, so why not give this guy a shot? Good luck to my new enemy, Lamar Jackson. And that is it. Thank you for listening. And the Grammy goes to Rick Cool. Very well done, Rick. Thank you very much. You should talk like that all the time. That, dude, that hurts. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to have, like, a sore throat after speaking like that. Uh, I mean, maybe if I start, like, doing it more often... I'll be able to do it, but well, and maybe after we go out for a few after this recording, you'll be okay again. Yeah, I'll start recording other shit. Yep, we'll come back at like one in the morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this is the tw- episode twenty-seven point five. Um, Feds and 5. Rick 2, are 8. Feds and Rick are drunk <laughs> edition. Uh so with all of that, let's start to wind down here and let's get into our questionable call, Rick is going to take credit for this one. And honestly, I still don't have an answer. My questionable call of the week is, which is a bigger accomplishment? Chris Ball making it to a conference final or Ovechkin making it to a conference final? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I still don't know. I couldn't fall asleep after you texted me that. I was in bed and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Ovi. Uh, I want to say Ovi too because he finally got over that hump. And for this reason, Chris Paul wasn't the only one to under-succeed on that Clippers team. They had the one year against the Trailblazers where him and Blake Griffin both went out with injuries. Like, Yes, he is underperformed, but I do think that Washington has had a more talented team and has been top of the top of the league even, winning President's Cups, Metropolitan and Atlantic, whatever the frick you want to call it, division titles. Where the Clippers were always kind of in the warrior shadow, I feel like. Yeah. So I will say I'm gonna go with Ovi for the fact that they've been lower. They, they haven't been achieving their expectations as much for how good, especially some of those older Washington teams were. I'm going to pick Ovi. Okay. Uh, honestly, I don't have anything really to argue there. I, I think what you said is pretty much exactly what I would say. I mean, the man has been there for years. They, they've won president trophies. He's They've had success there. They just haven't been able to really prove their success. And finally... They're not to the the pinnacle yet of a Stanley Cup final, 
but they're finally somewhere. They're somewhere new. They're in unmarked territory. You could say the same thing about Chris Paul, but overall for Obi and the Washington Capitals, this is brand new territory pretty much for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Obi as well. Very nice. You can agree to disagree at the wide open underscore sports Twitter feed. Let's get into the final drive where according to reports, Blake Bortles keeps his truck unlocked with the keys and wallet inside. You should probably stop doing that now that's actually out. <laughs> Next, David Price scratched from the start for mild diagnose of carpal tunnel suggests led excuse me suggestions lead that he may be playing too much Fortnite. apparently he came out and said that they get back from games and get back from the road trips and play Fortnite till like two in the morning as a team as a team jesus christ like they all just stay up late at night so it's, it's not chicken and beer anymore it's Fortnite. yeah for some would argue that's just as worse so many people are on top of it uh the other week uh arsenal was in the europa league semi-final against atletico madrid and was about to be knocked out and harry kane deli ali and kieran trippier were playing with ninja which for those of you who don't know is probably the most popular online streamer for fortnite and just overall yeah most popular streamer and, and they were talking and trippier goes ah looks like arsenal's about to go out and harry kane goes oh really now like really out of europe and trippy goes yeah one nothing on costa score and harry came's like hmm and then deli alley cuts in and goes boys don't say nothing we're live you could totally tell that they were all about to just go in and rip arsenal apart (laughs) because of the rivalry between spurs and arsenal but david price we have a division to win maybe cut it back to midnight to play Fortnite. great game it's addicting what you got next uh, next, one hungry box. Debidemo, I'm going to say how you say his name, a.k.a. the best Super Smash Bros. Melee player in the world, was not invited to this year's E3 World Championship, so he was a little upset. Yeah, I would be too, considering you're considered the best in the world. Uh, next, Wayne Rooney coming to America. England's uh, soccer superstar will be apparently joining DC United this summer as they open their new stadium, Audi Field. So much for the MLS getting rid of this reputation that they're a retirement league. Yeah. Between Zlatan joining the Galaxy, which by the way, I don't think we ever got to talk about it because we've been away for that long. When Zlatan came on and won the game against LAFC for the Galaxy, holy crap. But I just, I can't get over the fact that I do like it. Like, I'm definitely going to go see Wayne Rooney. Um, but the fact that you see Atlanta United, New York New York City FC has David Villa. But besides for that, between that, Atlanta United, um, literally destroying the MLS, especially more so Atlanta United, with young, hungry, South American players. Yeah, here's yeah. DC United. Oh, we're going to fix our problems with the old Wayne Rooney. Yeah, well, you got to start somewhere. Or end somewhere, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, DC United is kind of a power move. They played in RFK, which was beat the crap, and no one went to the game just for the fact that they didn't want to go to RFK. They have a big following. Now they have a brand new stadium, and they're bringing in one of the most recognizable faces in the world of soccer to open that new stadium. Hey, if they're playing against NYCFC, I guess. Yeah. September. Oh, are they? In Yankee Stadium. Sweet. That's yep. We should go. Definitely. Next. Um, the Champions League final is set. The champions. Real Madrid will face off with Rick's own Liverpool in on May 26th in Ukraine for the European title. And fasten your seatbelts. It is going to be a high-scoring affair. Yes, sir. How are you feeling about that one, Rick? For, for champions of Europe. I'm expecting a win. I think you guys can get it, too. Next, Lehigh Valley Phantoms goalie Alex Lyon records 94 saves in a 5 overtime win and the longest game ever played in the NHL. AHL, sorry, AHL. That's just impressive. That's, send that guy to, a, to an NHL contract. I mean, come on. The, the Flyers have always had goalie problems. I mean, this guy can save 94 in a 5, actually 8 period. That's just 
that's sick. That is insane. Next. Josie Altador needs foot surgery, putting his status for yet another World Cup in danger because the United States isn't even in it. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? With the Premier League ending, we are now officially, today is May 12th. We're just over a month away from the World Cup, and we are going to give you one hell of a World Cup preview show. Um, but again, no United States. They tried making basically the NIT of the World Cup and tried inviting Italy, Costa Rica, and a few of the other big-name teams, the Netherlands, that missed the World Cup this year. and said, yo, why don't we do a World Cup NIT in America? And all three told them to F off. I don't, I don't blame them. And finally, Petro reportedly received a text from Tom Brady in 2017 and responded, who the fuck is Tom Brady? They, he, God bless you, Ichiro. He got like a random text and he go, and they're like, who texted you? And he goes, some guy called Tom Brady. Who the fuck is Tom Brady? Nice, dude. Cheers, Ichiro, who now has a front office role with the Mariners. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like that's where he belongs. I mean, they barely speak English. Yeah. I mean, but, oh well. if, you, if you don't know who Tom Brady is, I mean, he, his career is in baseball. I don't think he really cares about baseball. Football. But with that, that is the end of our podcast. It was so cast. good to be back. Feels good. We need to do more of these more often. Oh, they will be coming uh, at you hot uh-huh, uh-huh. with summer coming. So I'm very excited to be back. It's great to be back with you all. And again, you can follow us on the Wide Open Scorch Twitter feed. The Wide Open Scorch. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm going to finish this. The Wide what? Open Sports Twitter feed. Yeah, Wide Open underscore sports. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And with that, I'm Rick. I am Feds. I'm cutting you off. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.